Welcome to Basement Fodder, the only show that slings jokes like a puppet slings slings out of the end of his dick. I'm Dave. <laughs> I went off the rails in the middle there. I was, no, no, I was like, where are you going? Where are you going? I, mean, I, I got the case of the self-laughing in the middle there. <laughs> I gotta fix the fucking spit guard. I just knocked something off the table with my gut. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Oh, it was my wear my wear ape. I have a wear ape. <laughs> where are we well, anyway, uh, <laughs> this one's off to a rousing start. Yep. Uh, and the nominees for podcast of the year are not <laughs> us. Hi, <laughs> motherfuckers in the basement. <laughs> uh, it's been a fun. We've had a fun weekend. We're at, well, it's uh, it's Monday night now, or actually Tuesday morning, really. But yeah, <laughs> we had a fun weekend. Uh, we were lucky enough to get to travel down for the Toy Ohio show uh, in Gerard, Ohio, home of. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing not literally a, nothing not ever. Goddamn thing. What was it like? Almost. It was like a two and a half hour drive down there. Two and a half to three. Yeah. And Ariel and I had went to the one back. I think it was in February. And we got to meet um, Brian Myers or Kurt Hawkins, um, whatever you might know him by from WWE and um, Impact Wrestling. And when they announced this one. The whole crew. It was the whole crew from the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. Big shout out to them who'll never ever listen to our show. Uh, <laughs> they have a great, great YouTube channel. I can't say that they have a great podcast because I haven't listened to it. I'm you on this one because <laughs> like I enjoy their videos talking about figure hunting and stuff. Yeah. But like, I'm not one of those guys who's like a weird figure historian necessarily. <laughs> like, I just yeah. I like figures. It's like I like pretty cars, but I don't really give a shit about cars. Like. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an engine, Scott. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, the, the whole crew was going to be there, so it was going to be Mike Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins, Hornswoggle, mm -hmm. and uh, Smart Mark Sterling, who's also part of the podcast and, and uh, involved in AEW and a couple of other things, too. Yeah. Um, you might remember him, if you're an AEW fan, as MJF's attorney, um back in the uh, last year mm -hmm. that did some matches on AEW. I think he also represents uh, one of the female wrestlers, Jade Cargill. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we were kind of jazzed about that because we enjoy their videos yeah. a lot and I'm big fans of them in general. And uh, when I went down last time, I got a, f um, a couple of figures signed by Brian and one of them was the, um, the Edge... Edge slash head. Edge Heads yes. pack that has the Edge figure with the interchangeable Hawkins Rider heads. Yep. And I had already gotten, you know, Brian to sign it. So I wanted to get Zach to sign it too. Yeah. And hell, the dream would it ever be to get Edge to sign it too. Oh, yeah, but, that would be, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a big Cardona fan in general. Like, oh, yeah. I just, I enjoy the guy. I think he's hilarious. He's a great worker. I think he's like tons and tons of talent. Like I said, as a wrestler and as a human being, love the guy as a mm -hmm. toy collector. He fucking <laughs> gives me anxiety. <laughs> like, goddamn, <laughs> like the, the shit he will buy, yes, and then like in package, and then be like, oh yeah, what was this? It was like a thousand dollars. And you're just like, why would you pay that much for it if you're just gonna open it? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, the fucking the Wampa. The yeah, Wampa. <laughs> it was bad enough because it's Star Wars. Yeah. But then it was like everyone could basically guarantee him that it was like it's gonna be 
yellow. Yes, he was <laughs> in his quest to find the still virgin white Wampa That's figure like, from the original Star Wars. I was like, That's you know, that happened. Like, dude, <laughs> they were only that way like two years after being made. Like, it's just the kind of plastic that it is. Oh, it yeah, does that. It's that that thing. But uh, so we had talked about it and planned to go for quite some mm-hmm. time. Ariel was originally going to go with us, but she ended up having other um, stuff come up, so she didn't get to go. So it was just me and you on a road trip, pumping yeah. farts into your truck. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like the usual thing. So we had to get up early in the morning to go down there because it's like a two oh, and a half yeah. hour drive. Yeah, that was the only part about that. <laughs> suck dick. Especially since we didn't go to bed till like you know four in the morning. The yeah, night it's before. one of those things. Like, man, <laughs> we should really get some sleep before we go do this trip, right? Yep. Cool. All right. Let's. We're gonna be up at seven thirty. Cool. I'm going to bed at four. Like, <laughs> yes. So when we Worst stop for gas. Day. I'm like, oh, we'll get you know some of these tall boy you know <sighs> cappuccino drinks. We that did I'm this into. once. The Starbucks and they yeah. and I usually get like the double should the regular double shot the double one. shot and it tastes good. Yeah, it's like it's I don't fun. like coffee that actually tastes like coffee, so yeah. it's nice and sweet or whatever. And so I thought I had grabbed those because it was the only two vanilla ones left. But in fact, when we started paying attention, they were triple shots. The French vanilla triple shots, and yeah, like. Oh my god! And so what I was not aware of is like the third <laughs> shot is apparently made of feces. <laughs> coffee ridden ass. It's that special coffee that like a monkey eats the beans and shits them out, and yeah. then they brew them afterward. Yeah. Like that's a real thing. Yeah, I know. But like, yeah, it was like monkey shit coffee or whatever. And f- oh my god, it tasted so fucking bad. Like that, every like, fifth drink, could I uh, taste like a little bit of vanilla? And then it uh, was like just to be like, <laughs> got you. And oh my god, it just and it's like. The thing is, I can understand if it was hot, like, black mm-hmm. coffee, that the coffee flavor would then be burned into my taste buds, mm-hmm. but this was, like, cold brew, like, shit, and yet somehow it still fucking managed to just... Well, as a, you can cold brew a turd, but it's still yeah. a fucking turd, apparently. And it still like, apparently burn its way into all of your taste buds. Yeah, seriously, like... Sunday, after I had eaten many other things and drank many other things, I could still taste this fucking nasty coffee. Dude, almost like, yeah. Oh, God. And it literally made my tongue feel like I had burned it on coffee. <laughs> right. Like, that, like, how is this even possible? Yeah. And it, it produced it was what so, has to be the worst crop dusting farts that I've ever had. It was so bad that we... <laughs> We actually ate, like, two- to three-year-old gum. Oh, it was older than that. So, we're driving back, and we both have, like, this horrible ass taste in our mouth, and we haven't found anywhere to eat yet, and we'll get to the show itself in a minute, yeah. but, like, we're driving back, and I'm like, God, I can just, like, I just need mint or like, gum I can't, or yeah, something. Yeah, something. I just can't get the flavor yeah, like, the out flavor and stuff. And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, well, I used to carry gum in this backpack that I brought. It used to be a backpack I took to work yeah. years ago. And, way like, years ago, I mean, like, 2017. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I reach in there, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, here's some extra mint or whatever. Yep. And, man, we opened this fucking gum, and it was not even gum anymore. It like, didn't... Oh, no, it, it, it was it, still, it, like, a, a rectangle, it, but, like, it wouldn't come off the paper. Yeah. And then, like, once you got it into your mouth, it just immediately started to separate. Like, you know that thing when like, you chew <laughs> normal gum too long, and it starts to weirdly, like, separate and deteriorate in your mouth? This literally happened the moment it, like, started to absorb moisture from my tongue. It was, like, three seconds, and it was, like... I was, like, this is what I can only imagine as, like, the biodegradable toilet paper. Right. Like, where you're trying to wipe <laughs> it. You just disintegrate. Yeah, you're just, like... Argh. I was, like, that's what I thought 
this was. I was like, oh trying to chew this gum was like wiping your ass with one sheet of toilet yeah. paper, <laughs> one ply, <you laughs> one ply, ply prison ply yeah. toilet paper. Like, but I, I, I was like, okay, it's okay. Yeah. I just need to get the mid flavor I out. I just need to like soak my tongue <laughs> in the weird. It was like nope. a chunky breath strip. Like, yeah. it was, oh, it was somehow awful. it was just like, it was good for like an hour or two. Yeah, and then it just came right back. And right the fuck back. And I'm like, oh. But it's just so funny. Both of us put this gum in our mouth and like, we're like, mm, mm. okay, 30 seconds later, we're spitting it out. Like, okay, well, I got, the, I got that mint in there. I just got the flavor. Like, <laughs> all I, like, I can't do it. <laughs> the moral of the story is don't. Don't try to chew gum from 2017 and 2021. Or take a triple shot fucking cold brew. Or triple shot Angus brew. Monkey poop coffee. So the show itself is at this like exposition hall kind of place. (laughs) Okay. But like me driving and have never been here and stuff like that. I had the greatest reaction because like the thing is it's on the other side of this giant ass like, like self facility that's basically connected. Like <laughs> yeah, the building is, is connected, yeah. and it's painted the same color. So <laughs> it literally, I was like, "Wait the fuck!" You're like, yeah, I turned right here, and I was like, "Is this toy show in a self store?" Like, <laughs> like are we about Every to like is a storage unit? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Are we about to storage wars this fucking shit?" Like, holy crap! And he was like, like yep, yep, yep. <laughs> "Yeah, oh my god." But, uh, I think, it, weirdly enough, it's, like, a very retro old building, like... It is. And that parking lot sucks, Not right? to the level of, like, when we used to do those shows, uh, at, at the, the Hera, Hera but, oh, like, yeah. it's definitely, like, 1970s, early 80s kind of building. Yeah. And, uh, it, it is a good building, though, for no, what was, the purpose yeah. is. But there was a ton of people there. I mm-hmm. guess, like, I saw on their Facebook that they broke their attendance record again. Like, because they broke it back in February, and then this one broke that yeah. one. So they had about 2,000, a little over 2,000 people there. Yeah. And, boy, they were. <laughs> and a lot of them, like, stop right in the middle of the fucking aisle and have a conversation. Oh, this just really God. infuriates me. And to the point where, like, you get two excuse me's, and then I'm just coming through. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a good chance you're going down. Yeah. Like, he'll pull you over. It's fine. I'm a very large tank of a man, and yeah. if you're not hearing my two excuse me's, then you're probably going to be hearing it from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me! But of course, like, I wanted to get my autograph, so I took my figure down with me. <laughs> and we walk inside, and like, just the entrance, you could just walk right in, but then there was like a line up against the wall, and the wall kind of went down about 15, 20 feet. And I was like, uh, and you were like, oh, that must be the line for the autograph thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we kind of went in for a second, and I'm like, mm, yeah, I better go get in line, because it looked like there were about 10 or 15 people. <laughs> so we went to go get in the line and it like was up to the wall to go down the hallway and then we turned down the hallway and it's all the fucking way down the all hallway the yeah, damn way. <laughs> I was there like, had to have been about 70 people yep. at least in yeah. front of it my immediate response was alright buddy well you, I'll come check you, back you, in yeah, with I'll you I'm gonna go look at toys I'm gonna go do like the thing cause I'm not gonna stand here in, it, in the line for like an hour, and I ain't getting nothing signed. And the thing is, we got there at like 11 o'clock or so, and they were only signing until 1, so there was only like two hours left to get through. And trust me, like, I got in line, and then about 40 more people got behind me. Yeah. So it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, anything. And the, here's what irritates me. I feel bad for the guys running the show, like, because I was on their Facebook thing, because, like, they were posting updates for the next show yeah. in October. 
and there was a guy like complaining in the comments on one of, on one of their posts like uh are the guests for next time going to be there for the entire time? Because, like, I got there with more than half the show left, and they were already done signing. And and every single announcement this guy has put out, every poster, every flyer, whatever, it says right on there, 10 to 1. Yeah. Like, time clearly posted. Oh, yeah. And if you go to conventions at all, I guess maybe, like, toy shows it's different because they don't usually have a lot of, like, celebrity guests or whatever. Yeah. But, like, us going to Comic-Cons as long as we have, you always check... Times. Yeah, check dates. Like dates, because sometimes they're only there Friday. Yeah, they're only there Saturday or Saturday. It's like a lot of times. A lot of them are only there on Saturday. Yeah, because it's like you know that's the big max day or whatever. So they're gonna. There's usually like there's a few that are on only Fridays. Those are very rare Mm -hmm. uh, because of the way the con format is. But usually it's like majority of the ones are like they're only there for Saturday, and then there's. Every once in a while, there's ones where they can only make it on Sunday and yeah. shit like that. But like, especially if you're trying to get an autograph or a yeah. picture or something like that, you definitely need to. But then you also need to take into account like, what's the popularity of this person and stuff like that. Like, I made that mistake yeah, when I went to Lexington because I was like, I knew they were popular, but I did. I was just, no I guess it was like one of those. Yeah, you're blown away when you realize like. Holy shit balls! But yeah, if you're at a toy convention and you're more worried about the celebrity, I feel like your priorities are a little weirdly out of yeah. sorts on that stuff. I mean, like, yeah, I went down there to get an autograph, but I also went because it's a toy show and I fucking like toys. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was and I had a, a good time. It at was the last a one. good toy show. Yeah, a great toy show that happened to have a celebrity that I wanted to right. meet or see or something shit like that, like. Yeah. I just uh, and the, the guy you know who runs the page or whatever was just like it was clearly posted like I, I'm not gonna fucking you know I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's and, probably he was some... just, and his answer was just like, well, it's just like I assume that someone's gonna. You're an idiot, then. Hey, you know what? You the can't first... make that assumption. I was like, yeah. you know, well, the old saying about assumptions, like you know, like come the fuck on, dude. Like, I just I, that irks me. Like, I feel bad for because I uh, cause, probably because we've been involved in every side of the business at this point, and like. I know what it's like for these guys that run shows. I have plenty of friends that run shows. I know what a pain in the ass is that shit is. It is and because and like it's that. always it's always those people that like are so fucking oblivious and mm. just make assumptions or fucking asinine fucking thought processes or some shit like that. And then all of a sudden when it doesn't come out to what they thought it was going to be, they've got oh well I thought this and I thought that and I'm like well that right there was your first mistake there, Bucko. Like mm-hmm. you know. Read the information and make your expectations off that. Like, come on. Yeah, and I think also, here's another thing, like, with, uh, you know, the Ohio Toy comic shows that Aaron does, uh, that Roma does, and, like, with this show, it just, uh, (laughs) it, like, shows me that I don't ever really need to go to CTS again. Oh, God. Because, like, we, I mean, CTS was a... There was a time... Well, I'm sorry for... If you don't normally listen to us talking because we reviewed CTS shows so many times. Yeah. Columbus Toy Show. Yep. Uh, and no offense to the guy that runs the show. I mean, he's a he's a businessman, whatever. I get it. But, like... I, we drove two and a half hours to go to this show. Paid $5 to get in. Free parking. Got to do whatever. Had a good time. Yep. I feel more fucked 
about going to about going to CTS, CTS because yeah. you have to pay for parking. Parking is always ridiculously a bitch. Yeah. And I know for a fact that they charge the vendors to park. Yeah. Which is like unheard of. Yeah. When it comes to those kind of shows. Especially considering how much a table is. For and a every year it gets more expensive and every year the same fucking thing is there. Yeah. Like not kinda like, oh, it's just the same types of stuff. No, like no, it's I the mean, same stuff. The literally <laughs> the same stuff. Like if I see if we're lucky enough to manage to see like one or two mm-hmm. new tables that's a fucking like win of a year because it's literally the same fucking guys peddling the same table worth of fucking old ass like fucking you know Star Wars from the 90s or fucking you know just all kinds of shit and it's fucking ridiculous I think the thing now though that's starting to piss me off more than ever is like legit toy tables being taken up by just nothing but Funko Pop vendors and shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh. that That's the thing that agitates me. But, like, we would go to CTS and I, li- like, the first two times I went to CTS, I was like, ooh, awesome, great, cool. Then we went back and I literally saw the same thing from the first time I went and yeah. I was like, okay... And then again, and again, and I was like, holy shit, it is literally, like, after a few years, I realized it was like, it is literally the same figures. Yeah. The same figures. Like, I'd be great if I, you know, was into these five different types of figures, <laughs> those are the only ones there. If you're in a 90s Star Wars figure, boy, it's like, or literally a fucking, green. like, old busted ass <laughs> fucking masters and... You know, other things like that. <coughs> but it was just one of those, like, holy shit, it's no new stuff. I was like, you know what it is? It's the same exact thing as space. Well, what I would, yeah, oh my, yeah, I'm going down that road. Um, but here's the thing, like, with this show, one of the things I like the most about it, and I've gone twice now in, you know, a couple months' time, is the variety of vendors. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just fucking Star Wars busted-ass yeah. He-Mans and fucking, you know, Funko Pops or whatever. Yeah. Like, if you're into G.I. Joe's, there's G.I. Joe vendors. Oh, yeah, if you're into definitely. Legos, there's Lego vendors. If you're into wrestling, there was a ton of wrestling vendors. Yeah, which made sense because of, because like, of the, yeah, the totally. stuff. Yeah, But, like, the, there was even, like, expensive superhero statue yeah. vendors. There was, like, all kinds of stuff. And it's like, okay, I'm not buying those. There's but a like, t-shirt vendor. But yeah. like, there's just... There but was a ton are, of variety. Yeah. It was great stuff. The, the show is, is a great show. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, the thing about CTS is, like, by the time you pay to get in mm-hmm. and pay to park yep. and, like, go through all the bullshit that's involved in trying to park there, yeah, it's like you feel like you have to spend money... Or you're just fucked. Yeah, that you you. But with this stop. show, it was five dollars. There was yeah. no parking issues. Yeah. Like, if I walked in the door and I never, I didn't find a thing. Yeah, you know, I, I got, got a day fun, out of yeah, it. Yeah, I got like, a fun trip. And uh, but yeah, CTS is fifteen minutes from our house, and it's a pain in the ass. I feel like I got fucking railed if I didn't buy something. Right, and it's just like I don't want to feel that way when I'm leaving a show. The one show that we went to, uh, the one that was at the fairgrounds, the uh, in uh, Xenia. 
That was a great show. That was an awesome show. It was an amazing like, show. The level of variety there was ridiculous, and like just the amount of physical stuff we had to deal with there, and I'd still rather go and do that fucking thing yeah. all over again. Yeah. No offense to the dude that runs, you know, the thing, I understand that he, like, when you've been doing an event for this long, you have a set of vendors that are your regular customers, and you know that you're going to make X amount of dollars from having these people there or whatever. Like, I get it. But and I also get that Columbus is kind of a sucky place to do a show like this, because there really isn't a lot of options for, yeah. like, spaces to do it in. Yeah. And so I get those things. But as a consumer, I have no desire to go. Anymore, I would be this, more this apt to go if it if he if the rule was that he could keep like half the vendors could be the same guys, mm-hmm. but the other half had to be constantly fresh, you know, or a rotating stock mm-hmm. of them and stuff. The thing is, is like if I go to that show, I know I'm going to see these same exact yeah. guys in the same place, in the same place mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was like. Oh, so for me, it was like, would I rather 15 minutes in an area that I live and know and know how to navigate it so easily and all that stuff, or would I rather drive two and a half hours to Girard, Ohio in the middle of fucking beautiful BSV? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, it was totally worth it. Like, Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to go back again. We'll see who they, you know, the get on tap too, for October. It, but. Yeah, is what I liked is with their celebrity thing, it was done very simply, mm-hmm. like very simple, but also very effective. Mm-hmm. I've seen, we've went to bigger shows where their fucking celebrity shit is somehow so fucking convoluted. And haphazard. Haphazard, and, and oh, like, good, yeah. it's just a fucking wild pain in the ass and I'm like man this place they did a great job of just being like cool here's the line here's where you go here's where you it was all common sense stuff like cool they set it up so like the guys are literally like when you're walking through the doorway from where the line was that's where they were it wasn't fucking off somewhere else it was so when you knew when we got to the threshold of the door that's where the line was like cool you stop here yeah you make your purchase and then you go and stuff and everybody was pretty like okay i got this this is yeah. great it's not like and we do the windy roller coaster line yeah, it was very well organized yeah so, i definitely yeah. appreciate it so yeah that. big ups to those guys like yeah. uh it was an awesome show i really enjoyed it definitely we'll go back again yeah. oh the triples yeah <laughs> yes the the triples were quite mm. wonderful mm. You want to get me in the door of a con? Tell me there's a, a pretty thick girl with a, a triple costume, like like a homemade triple costume yeah. and fishnet and stockings. Fishnet stockings. Oh, sign like, me up, right? <laughs> Not to sound like the atypical like, guy. Uh, okay, well, I'm I am a giant Star Trek. Guy. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, if you had ever told me that somebody made a costume out of tribbles, I would be like, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be a good thing. I was like... It was pretty great. It was it good. Was pretty it was pretty great. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. It was a good show. We, you know, we found some good stuff and then yeah. had a nice, you know, uh, great drive home because it's a lot of pretty scenery except for the horrifying sound of the cicadas. Oh, God. <laughs> holy shit. You can hear those motherfuckers screaming at 80 miles, 90 miles an hour. Oh, like, holy crap. I will say, though, like, I feel like 
what you said about like the CTS feeling like you have to spend a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this too. Is like because at this show, we didn't feel like we had to, no. and because we didn't feel like we had to, we actually didn't spend ridiculous amounts exactly. of money. Like stuff. if I go to CTS, I'm like I feel like I have to like really hunt and mm-hmm. really get a bunch of stuff so I can feel like the. 10 or $15 I paid to get in there and the extra 7 or $8 to park yeah. was worth it. Yeah. But if I'm just paying $5 to get in the door and there's no fucking parking fee or whatever, like, I don't feel beholden to that. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Like, and I didn't spend hundreds of dollars. It's just like the Jim and Dan shows that we do. Like, to go out to the Jim and Dan shows, it's an hour drive for me, whatever. Like, we set up, we make a little money, yeah. we go home. But, like, as a spectator or whatever, I'd still go to those shows because it's $5 oh, to get yeah, in the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's $5 to get in the door. If you walk in there, you don't find anything you like. It's no harm, no foul. It's $5 to give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know. It is just... It, 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 it is what it is. But it was good, and I definitely recommend if you're a toy fan, like, going out to one of their shows, because they, they are very well organized. It's well put together, you know. Uh, not charging you an arm and leg to get through the door. And, yeah, that's you know, a nice. good facility to do it in. The only thing is, it was just balls-ass hot in there, because it was fucking hot outside, and the air conditioning was not doing its job. <laughs> in, in certain spots, because there yeah. was a few spots I found where it was frigidly ass cold, and I was like, "Well, there is the exhaust for the air conditioning." <laughs> like, holy crap! Cool. It was a fun time. I had a good time. I'd definitely be happy to go back again. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jim and Dan's, though, I don't, I don't know when the show's going to go, but we do, uh, we do, we are doing our first show. Uh, Errol and I will be doing on Sunday this week on Sunday at Jim and Dan's. Mm-hmm. First one since 2019 because we missed you know all of last year. I think it was like <laughs> something. Either end of November or beginning of December yeah. 2019 was the last time that we had an in-person thing. So we'll be back there with a the magical dice game and a bunch of stuff that's been sitting in the garage because I stocked up in the off season <laughs> in early in uh, late 2019, early 2020 yeah, before I the know, fucking pandemic hit. Fucking so good. <laughs> So all new stock for sure, <laughs> but so that'll be super fun times. There's gonna be fun folks there and good comics and a well-run show also. Oh yeah. Um, it's been a quiet week for news, wouldn't you say? Yeah, wasn't really a lot of big things or crazy things. There was like a few little stuff that got like dropped and you know like oh we got pictures and. That was probably probably about it. That was the extent of it. The the most interesting is that there were some onset pictures of the new Flash movie. Yep. And we got to see uh, their version of Superwoman, which is the DC uh, universes, ECU or whatever the fuck. Is she Superwoman or Supergirl? Superwoman, is what I thought they were saying, but maybe it was Supergirl. Oh yeah, from what I understand, it's her cousin, so it's Supergirl. Okay. Well, they showed like her full costume, except for the cape, which I think must be digital. I assume probably what they were shooting, but. Uh, it was a it was a cool looking costume. Like it was kind of a natural sort of looking one from yeah. that sort of world. Um, yeah, it's in that line where it kind of ch- tries to keep the whole like the aesthetic, the aesthetic is of there. the suit and you stuff. Know, yeah. yeah, and we got to see some on on set pictures of Michael Keaton as yep. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, he's wearing a toupee." I'm like, "Well, they were trying to recreate the sort of look that he had then, but just an older version of it, mm-hmm. and it looked pretty good to me." Like, yeah. First of all, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, 
He's rich, motherfucker. He's rich. He can wear a fucking toupee if he wants to. And uh, do you know how many actors wear toupees in movies, whether they're bald or not, like wigs and shit like that? It happens all the fucking time. Well, that, and I mean, honestly, it's probably they did it for the character, because I don't, like, my Eden doesn't really care about mm-hmm. being bald or anything like that. He's done it in plenty of movies. They were just sort of trying to recreate the hairstyle that he had, you know, in the 89 movie, yeah. but in a older man sort of way, which is, it looked fine to me. I yeah. thought it looked great. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm kind of actually excited to see that one. Like, I'm excited to see how the, all these, like, cameos that are supposed to happen yeah. and stuff, you know. It's like, got to be, like, multiverse hopping and mm-hmm. shit, basically. From the, That's the only logical conclusion that I can come to. But yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely kind of interested in it. Like I wasn't originally, but then after we watched the Snyder Cut, I was a lot more interested because I actually got to see like some of the stuff that he was doing as Flash, and I liked it more than what I had seen before. Yeah, that. the Whedon like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Whedon like Ezra Flash is basically just speedster Spider Man and yeah. shit. But like way Zach treated him and stuff, he was like genuinely more of a character. So. The only other interesting thing that we were looking at this week is a trailer for a new movie with Nicolas Cage, which is always a bonus. Speaking of that, the jujitsu movie is now on Netflix. Yes. So I we know. need to watch that. Yeah, we gotta watch that. That's probably that would probably be a good one for the show. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's called Pig. And yeah. from what I could piece together from watching the very weird esoteric trailer is that he lives out in the woods and with a pig that hunts for truffles, basically. And he gets, like, attacked or something. And the pig gets stolen. And he's going on, like, a quest to find his truffle pig. And it puts him into, like, his old life, which, from what I can infer from He was, like, happens, a five-star chef or something Yeah, he was some kind of, like, like amazing chef or something. Yeah. And, like, you know, had some massive burnout or something or whatever. It's hard to tell because the trailer's very weird. It's like very like cons films festival like <laughs> right. Like are we trying to win some awards with this one? Like, like there was so much things where it was like this is not the movie I would throw this fucking like level of fucking cinematography slash you know. There's this thought that comes here. to my head every time we watch something with Nicolas Cage that's like wacky and horrible. And like they pop up like in the trailer they're like oh, Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. And do you ever think, like, the Academy will see some of this shit that these, some of these actors end up doing after they've won an Oscar and be like, can we just take that back? <laughs> could you just not put that on the screen? That would be great. Because <laughs> I love Nicolas Cage. I'll watch pretty much anything he's fucking in because I just, I love the guy. He's, he's an enigma of a person. Yeah. But, like... I think they feel... Yeah. They feel... <laughs> Less bad when it when it when they pop up and say like Academy Award nominee, right, right. So because like yeah, everybody can get nominated. Um, but it's like when they when the winners are like the ones that are like Ed coming straight to DVD Academy Award. Winner. It's like watching the news one night and your ex girlfriend pops up there and like a mugshot for some meth bust or something like or your cousin or some shit like that. It's like whoa, God, I wish I didn't know you. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, it looks interesting, and, and I'll probably watch it because it's a Nicolas Cage movie. But like, it, it it also has this weird like kind of level of like John Wickish kind of yeah. Thing I don't about, know what like, the fuck is happening. I need my pig back and stuff. Like <laughs> somebody stole my pig. Somebody stole my pig. When you 
and you lose things and then you regain them and you, you you learn about love and blah 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 and I was like wait what the fuck is this shit going on what are you doing with this pig I, like, <laughs> my truffle pig and I was like all right, and then, are you hunting for truffles uh, in its ass like yeah. <laughs> zooey indeed <laughs> it looks interesting though check out the trailer it's on YouTube definitely worth a minute to check yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah it's very much like I would love to hear everybody else's interpretation of what what that was supposed to be. I'm just gonna tell you guys if, you, if you're one of our uh, fans that's a wrestling person and you tuned in to see what we thought out of the cell, we didn't watch it. That's what we thought of, <laughs> and I couldn't even tell you anything about it. Like I it's heard, that level there was of no like fucks to give like a few good matches. Yeah, <laughs> like Charlotte. There's and, my uh, comprehensive yeah. review. Of I heard of the Rhea cell. Ripley and Charlotte had good match, um, and then. Uh, <laughs> Who else had a good match? Did we talk about? Uh, I heard that. Uh, oh, uh, Sami Zayn and Sami uh, Zayn Kevin and, and Kevin Owens had a good match. That that's cool. All that I was got. our uh, there's our hell 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 hell. <laughs> And I even have the Peacock thing now, and yeah. I didn't even make any. No. I, I honestly, I forgot it was happening. I did too, because <laughs> now it literally does feel like they're pumping one out every month. That I just and progressive I like they've ruined Hell in a Cell completely. Like the concept of it, like it used to mean something. It was like you know, there's all these things that they've done in the past, like the Money in the Bank ladder match when it was at Mania, or King of the Ring, the King of the Ring tournament when it was still a pay per view tournament. Like yeah, that they've just completely killed the ruined, concept of yeah. Like once you make it a pay per view by itself, and like it's not special anymore. It's just like yeah. well, once a year we're going to see a bunch of Hell in the Cell matches. Like, when, you know, Mankind and The Undertaker were doing it, or, like, Triple yeah. H and fucking, you know, Mankind or whatever, like, yeah. it was a spectacle. Yeah. Now it's just, like, we know there's not going to be blood and guts. Yeah. Because it's PG-erific or whatever. Yeah. We know that, like, you're not going to see any of those sick, insane bumps like you saw, like, you know, fully taken shit in the, the old days. Well, it's like, yeah, you might see something that's akin to that. Yeah, and you but know what like, it is? It's going to be Shane McMahon. Yeah, going into a crash pad. Yeah, like, going into a fucking <laughs> flopping his ass the fuck off and shit It's like not that. fully taking a show, slam through the top of the fucking thing and it oh, breaking when they didn't intend it to. Yeah, that's rough. Like, you're not going to see shit like that anymore. Oh, God, so like it's his like, teeth hey, going through yeah, his fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it's a... Pissed it's on, sad because I used to really thing. like the Hell in a Cell. Actually, you know, honestly, what I would rather see come back because you just don't see it as much anymore and stuff. Just a good old fashioned cage match, like mm-hmm. a like climb up and out over cage match, not a Punjabi prison match or like fucking any of these other Punjabi things. Punjabi prison like, is the greatest match that ever happened. <laughs> no, because you know that means one of two people are coming back. It means fucking uh, the Great Kali or fucking. Um, What's his face? Uh, Muhammad Hassan? <laughs> no, no, not him. The other one. Davari? No. The one uh, we give Jinder Mahal? Yeah, Jinder. <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily, but like that's literally the only two people that will ever yes. utilize this thing. But like just a good old fashioned cage match, you know. And here's the other thing. Like, if you're gonna do that thing where like the pay per view is themed to one thing, then all the matches should be in that thing. Like, yeah. like they did with uh, when uh, TNA used to do the lockdown pay-per-view where everything was in a cage. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to just you just commit or, uh, to it. When they did, uh, what was it, World War? Yeah, or like the War Games matches yeah, War and Games. shit. But like, just commit to it. Like, everything's in the fucking cage then. Yep. Like, everything is lit. And just give everybody a chance to just or, go nuts. Or, you know what? Fucking 
Let's top that shit. Let's go, like, pull something out from old WCW. If you're... Fuck the hell in a cell, man. Give me that triple cage-topped <laughs> thing. The doomsday shit. cage yes, of doom, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Because, like... At least it's gonna be something different, you know? Right. Like, you're gonna... But, I mean, they don't do, like, hardcore shit much anymore. But, you know, you do in the middle... Or, no, was it the middle or the top one that had, like... All the hardcore shit. In All it. the weapons are in like the middle cage. The yeah. top one is like the smallest one. Yeah, it's like literally only the two guys can it's fit like in being there. A and fucking double sized shirt they cage, beat basically. the shit out of each other. But if you can fall down from one cage to the next, right. you have to climb back up. Like shit, like that, or like the elimination chamber. Like it's just you know different enough. I think the problem is, is like if you're gonna give me multiple Hell in a Cell matches and stuff. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see the same, like, level of shit in it. Yeah. You know, so. There's only, there's only so much creativity these guys have being in that system. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. There's no in-depth review of this shit. I just I don't, I don't care enough about it to give a fuck. To well, honest. like, to me, most of the matches were all, like, matches that have happened before. Like, yeah. Lashley and McIntyre or Roman and anybody else, you know? like, And it wasn't, like, nothing against... Ray, but like it, it's he's old. Roman can only do so much. He needs somebody that will make him look good. That's the only reason I think the cage, the hell in the cell between him and um, uh, Bray Wyatt looked good was because it was Bray, you know, doing most of the stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of one of those like, okay, you've gone to the well. The well is dry. The well is bone fucking dry. Bone fucking dry. You're literally just pulling up barrels of dirt. <laughs> Sorry, I keep... I was like making sure we're still recording. I was like, yeah, I was like you still recording there, bro? I whip around in the chair yeah. like five fucking times. Five fucking times. Like, Too many hits. Um, yeah. Like, oh shit, he turned into... We go from something boring on TV that we didn't watch to something really great on TV that we did watch. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I feel like oh the, the, watching this show has strengthened my want to do a show where we just do this. It, but, like, uh, of course we have Discovery Plus, which we talked about yeah. before, which is, it is the most value-filled fucking uh, streaming service that exists, I'm telling oh you. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, it's hard to explain, <laughs> like, that level of niche that this screen, like this streaming service, it just fulfills fucking, damn near yeah, every it, fucking like, need. Like every weird channel that you never just thought you'd pay for, right. but always watched when it was on somebody oh, yeah, else's yeah. cable and shit. HGTV, mm-hmm. fucking like all of that stuff. Just uh, you know, travel channel, like all those things. It's all of that, and it's all their best stuff and fucking hours of it. Oh, and yeah. it's like. I have, like, a few times before, like, I feel like, fell into that, like, Netflix zone where you, Mm. like, just binge watch a bunch of stuff. I've done it a few times with Netflix, maybe, like, once or twice with Hulu, but, like, never consistent. I feel like with this Discovery Plus, it's every time. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter what, it's every every goddamn time. Like... (laughs) <laughs> that's all it's designed to do is just to make me like next thing I know I look up and it's like oh six hours I watched an entire like seven season marathon of 
you know, fucking weird shit in an alley. I don't know. But it's like, <laughs> holy fuck. This is like the, the fucking, uh, you know, streaming service that has like 600 pound life, treehouse masters and ghost adventures all in the same fucking place. Yeah. Abandoned buildings. <laughs> Joe Kenda. Joe Kenda <laughs> marathon <laughs> like, shit. We, the last, the last two different shows that we watched from this mm. were amazing for two very different reasons. And like, <laughs> this one's for the best reasons. <laughs> this one we're about to talk about is for like the best worst reasons, and then the other one is for the best best reasons. <laughs> well, no, the haunts me one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that one. I have never watched some of the best acted dramatizations of a crime. By legit actors. Oh ever. yeah, I highly recommend. It's called uh, the cases that, that haunt me or something. Yeah, like and it's that. like all Canadian. Yeah, it's a Canadian show, and there's yeah. a lot of like great, Canadian. more like recognizable kind of Canadian actors and yeah. stuff on there. Like uh, Michael Ironsides is an episode. Lachlan Monroe. Yeah, um, like guys. A lot that, of guys that are kind of higher caliber of an actor. And it shows because man, they make you fucking feel like that show. Certain episodes just fucking got me. Like, mm-hmm. if nothing else, like, Canada is a beautiful place, but fuck, I hate their judicial I don't system. Like, judicial system. like, oh my god. <laughs> I, that last episode, the one that, like, I watched and I told you you need yeah. to watch and shit, I was, like, physically and emotionally fucking ragingly angry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never been so pissed. Canada has, like, the worst goddamn, like, rule in this. So, there, of course, there's no death penalty in Canada. No. Cool. That's fine. But their life sentence is only 25 years. Like, you get no parole for 25 years. Right. But that's it. That's their life sentence is 25 years. I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is if I do something fucked up and kill somebody at the age of 20, I'll be out by 45. Right. That's not a life sentence, goddammit. That's me getting out in a midlife crisis. (laughs) Wait, what There's still a good chunk of life left Yeah, like, uh, I mean, shit, if I was hitting the prison yard and just getting swole, I come out (laughs) 45 looking like the most jacked, fucking, like, in shape, fucking ready-to-go, you know, old guy. But, yeah, like... I watched multiple episodes. We watched multiple mm-hmm. episodes back to back, and I saw a stream of just different crimes that all warranted varying levels of like judicial punishment. And by the time it was all over with, every sentence was followed by twenty five years. Twenty five years, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, and that last episode, like, I have never wished for something more. I knew was not going to come true. But by, like, that episode, I'm just sitting there like, please, God, please, God, let them just, like, <laughs> let them give him, like, multiple life sentences and maybe the, even just say the word death penalty. Just stack them up just, a couple just times. Just stack them like... up a couple times. Nope, this guy does one of the most heinous, heinous fucking things ever, continually, like, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And by the time it's all said and done with, they're like, and he received a life sentence of 25 years with no chance of parole. And I'm just like, 
you were asleep because it was the only thing that kept me. I was I was so pissed. I violently <laughs> wanted to scream. Like I literally almost <coughs> shook you awake to. Oh my yell. God, listen to this shit. I was gonna like yell at you about it, like just because I was so fucking angry. I was like, you have got to be oh, fucking God. kidding me, dude. Like <laughs> it broke my like. <laughs> That like thing where they're like, oh, it restored you know my sense of faith or blah blah blah. <laughs> it, broke humanity. My faith in humanity. it broke my faith in Canada's humanity. <laughs> like, fuck that goddamn country. I'm no sorry. No wonder they have cases that haunt them in Canada. Should yeah. I have to be a cop there? Like, fuck no. <laughs> but there was a nice small you know like follow up sentence that just made it better but not like uber better it was just one of those like okay cool my sense of fucking poetic justice was (laughs) like in four years after he got put in prison he got fucking killed by another (laughs) inmate and I was like thank god but I shouldn't have had to rely on that inmate to fucking do it (laughs) this is bullshit shouldn't have to worry about the fucking prison yard justice and shit here you know maybe I fucking set a couple cartons of cigarettes for fucking hit on fucking chobo like (laughs) god damn it but yeah so that one was fucking that but this one that we watched yeah we came back after the toy show we were both just blown out because it was hot and we walked a lot and we were just like let's go to the cold basement and watch TV because I got nothing left I got nothing left yep so I turn on Discovery Plus and I'm like, well, we've been watching a ton of true crime. Like, let's let's try out one of the other flavors. And you know, Dave and I are both like paranormal enthusiasts and shit too. So we're like, oh, let's watch one of the haunting stories things because that's always you know interesting at least. Yeah. Like, yeah. And <laughs> we I picked out this one called My My Haunted House or something like that. And I'm going to tell you this fucking show is ridiculous. And if you if you if you with a straight face will try to try to tell me that this is like. This is these are legitimate people's actual stories. I will fucking slap you in the face. Oh, fist fight you <laughs> in a fucking parking lot of a fucking old broke down fucking came. This is like frustrated screenwriters trying to fucking make their you know magnum opus of a I was shitty about to horror say, this film. This is like all right. <laughs> I feel like the 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 way to make it on this show is like I need your best. You know, like. 20 minute long uh, Stephen King short story right. go and like <sighs> like these are all stories that might like make it in like a mm, mediocre like anthology horror right. thing but like you know that has like maybe one known actor or, or, Eric or author yeah. it's got like one known author and then the rest are all like who the fuck are these guys <laughs> And these motherfuckers, they got. I went from a show that just had quality, just amazing Canadian actors to uh, I couldn't lip sync, you know, <laughs> to my favorite song, motherfuckers who can't read lines. With the stories emotion. were just a level of ridiculous. Like, the first one was oh this God. couple move into this house and, like, you know. The guy is an atheist, she's a cat, lapsed Catholic or whatever, and she's feeling all these negative vibes in the house. There's, and There's no nothing. fucking <laughs> way. Okay, like, there are so many fucking red flags with this story and shit like that, because people <laughs> don't do this shit, okay? Like, if you find a creepy-ass baby f- shoe in the house, and you're like, oh, it was an omen, as a Catholic... 
That's not a good word to use. Like, what the fuck? Then you want to hang this thing from your car rearview mirror like it's a fucking lucky rabbit's foot. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. So the, la- the lady that, that supposedly happened to is telling the story. This is very much not a, 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 a local fucking player theater actor uh, trying to convincingly tell a story that sounds like she's, you know, reading a page out of somebody's diary. So oh my God. they go to the house, like, she goes to the house by herself because her husband, like, this is the stupidest sentence I've ever heard. They, we moved to town for my husband's job, but he's on the road all the time. This makes no fucking sense. A little bit like, you know, the roads that lived in the other town that you were <laughs> in, you know, that you couldn't have... And it sounds like a shitty creepypasta. She's like, oh, the realtor took me to, you know, houses in my price range. Then she takes me to this big giant house that I know must be out of my price range. And she's like, oh, no, it's surprisingly affordable. But, you know, the owners of the house demand, you know, a one-year lease because people have broken leases before and they're weary. And I'm like, okay, how many red flags are in this fucking description? So take you to a giant house you know cannot be in your price range. And you're weirdly talking... It somehow is. And you're weirdly talking about the nursery a lot. Right. So she's like, oh, you know, I'm touring the bedrooms, and I'm looking around in, you know, the small bedroom, and I look up and I see something on the top shelf of the closet, because there's nothing else in the house, and I reach up there, and it's a baby shoe, and I'm like, oh, it's an omen. And I'm like, yeah, a bad one, you fucking moron. (laughs) What? The best part about this, too, is, like, whoever's telling these stories, whoever wrote these stories, obviously didn't talk to the guy who's, like, shooting them with, like, the cinematography, because, like, that whole situation, it was like, oh, it was a beautiful omen. The way it was shot was, like, somehow there was, like, a dead body up there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, kind of shit. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, it was the biggest fuck you bait switch ever. But then only for her because, like, she's like, it's an omen. And we're like, yes. A bad one. A bad one. (laughs) Leave the house now. Drop the shoe. Run the fuck out. Like, get the motherfucking white people. I swear to God. So, (laughs) fucking move into this place. The guy is never there. No. He's on his, I'm on the road all the time, you know, I don't know, he's a door-to-door vacuum salesman for fuck's sake. Like, he's never there. Self-insurance. And there's like this giant pool in the backyard that this chick likes to swim in in the pitch black dark for some fucking reason. And she's swimming. No! And it doesn't doesn't look like a regular pool. No, it's like a grotto. It looks like, almost like... Minus the little, like, cave part, it looks like the fucking pool from, like, the Playboy Mansion kind of thing. Right, the ghost of like, Hef is fucking chilling yeah. next to the damn and pool. And she's like, I like to swim late at night when I'm home alone. <laughs> in the pitch my, black the dark with no lights in the, in the yard. In the house and... where things start showing up randomly. Right. So, she fucking, like, she found that baby shoe, and like you said, like, she, like... Hung it from the rearview mirror of her car because that's not creepy. And then fucking, she's like taking one of her midnight constitutional fucking swims in the pitch ass black dark. And she's like, Well, I was killing some time afterwards and I started cleaning the leaves out of the pool and I saw something in the deep end. I'm like, How? First of all, because it's like midnight and there's no light in the fucking, there's no lights outside. You're just standing there in the pitch ass black dark. Yeah, you're just looking at the like creepy level ambient light (laughs) at the bottom of the pool that illuminates the entire pool. 
in right. the most creepiest in the creepiest ways. fucking way. So she's like, "Oh, I take the strainer and I get it off the bottom, and it's a baby shoe." And I'm like, it, it's, "It's so funny." Before she pulls it out, you're like, "If it's another fucking baby shoe, run, bitch!" Like, <laughs> and I here felt, it comes. I felt like it's the person. Yeah, I shoe. felt like that person that's at the like the the horror movie at the theater. That's like, "Run, bitch, go the other <laughs> way." You know, like, "What's wrong like, with you?" Screaming out the obvious things <laughs> and shit like that. And she was like, <laughs> "And I just saw it there." In the bottom of the pool. And I'm like, there's no way. And I was like, yes way! It's a fucking... (laughs) (laughs) The devil is in your house. What was the last thing that you just miraculously, creepily fucking found in the house or around the house? It was the perfect omen of a baby foot. I mean, shoe. (laughs) And, you know, like, then she's like, I found the shoe. The exact same shoe. And so I was like, like, I go to my car and it's not there anymore. Yeah, the string's fucking cut and shit. And, I'm and like, then for some reason, like, <laughs> she walks in the house and her husband is, like, home, you know, that night. And then she just, like, starts wigging the fuck out on him. Like, why would you take this out of my car and throw it in the pool? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, at first she's like, <laughs> she's like, hey, I found this in the pool. And he's like, okay. Like, she's like, did you t- do this? And he's like, what? No. Like, and then she just starts like, kind of like, and once he says no, it like the ramp right. factor goes to like a hundred. I'm like, like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm sorry. Like, nowhere in shape and form in this like talking about your husband where you like, oh, and he's a fucking asshole prankster and shit who likes to do fucked up crap. You know, that's why he cut the dead baby foot and threw it in the pool. You know, it was like, none of that shit. And then it was like, I'm supposed to believe this guy who literally is just on the road a lot was like, you know what I'm gonna do for funsies? I'm gonna take that creepy fucking baby shoe my wife has around her. Pitch it in the deep end of the pool. Pitch it in the deep end at night, because I know she likes to swim out there like a fucking moron. So fucking... Then it cuts to the guy playing the husband in the in the uh, you know the storytelling part, and he's just like, "She flipped out, man. I don't know why." <laughs> I expected him to be like, and "This is why I'm on the road all the time." Yeah, like, this is why I come home. She starts yelling at me about baby shoes in the pool. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I live on. in a truck for fucking nine months out of a year <laughs> for freedom. So he's gone again, of course, and she like fucking decides. That she's so creeped out by what's going on in the house that she's going to have a priest come and bless it. Which, like, okay, if you're Catholic, I understand the thought process. Oh, she's, like, one of those, like, I'm Catholic, but not, like, Catholic enough to go to Mass. So like, you're born was, Jewish, yeah, but you don't really like, do anything yeah, about it? Yeah, like, I like, was Catholic <laughs> when I was younger, because my parents forced me to be Catholic. So she calls the church, and a priest comes to the house, and he looks like Kenny Loggins and Kenny Rogers had a baby. <laughs> And he fucking comes in, and he's, like, starting to do a blessing run, and all of a sudden he just dead stops, and then bolts to the bathroom and starts fucking throwing his lungs up in the toilet. Yes! And then, like, goes to the mirror, and his eyes are bleeding, and I'm like, okay, this never happened. This never fucking happened. Shut up. And then he just leaves. Like, wipes his eyes... You know, <laughs> enough that the blood is gone, and then just straight oh God, stone cold walks past this bitch and leaves, and she's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> so fucking he should. A week later, they're doing some shit, and the husband is actually there, and somebody knocks on the door, and it's like, it's the priest, but he's with another priest. It's like an, it's it. 
Here's how you you know this is some derivative ass (laughs) shit because they're like, I watch Exorcist, you know, and stuff. It's required that you must have a young priest and an old priest. And an old priest because, like, they only travel in this, and I was like, okay, you're You gotta have the rectal music. I was like, I think you're getting, you're you're thinking an old priest and a choir boy, like, you know, kind of, you're getting them. Fucking confused. But so was, the like, other priest is like, oh, I'm sorry, like, he, he... And the old priest is literally... Forced me to come here. Yeah. And the old priest is just standing there, just fucking disturbingly reciting Latin scripture. With milky white eyes. Yes, because He's now... He's struck blind. He basically, <laughs> his eyes bled to the point that he is now He's struck blind, blind from yeah. being in this chick's house for all of 38 seconds. For trying to do one level of fucking like, <laughs> hey, just checking to make sure the house is like, you know, cool and everything. Nope, cool. Nope. It, it spiritually gouged your fucking eyes out and shit. Like... And it, and after this happens, they still don't leave. Oh my god, the amount of like <laughs> shit that is like it's that thing where it's like oh god, you, you watch the Amityville Horror or The Shining, <laughs> and you're like the level of shit that's going on here. And the level they have warning that, signs. The second that anything happens, I'm gone. Oh no. Like, there's that fucking scene she's talking about where she's like laying in bed sleeping and he's not there and then all of a sudden you see something playing with her hair like a hand and she's like oh and I just thought Jim had gotten in late or something like that and then she's laying there and then all of a sudden you hear this voice it's a girl and you're just like what the fuck you know like and then the other one where she's like in bed and he's not there and she hears this like weird fucking talking or whatever and it's like, yeah. it's so cold. And she fucking rolls over and there's like drowned dead woman in the fucking Just bed. Just coughing up water. water. And then like, still doesn't leave. Still <laughs> in the house. And like, and it's not even, okay, and here's the problem. Like, still in the house and he still leaves to go on the road all the time. And it's like, okay, so either he just doesn't believe a fucking thing you're saying, or the insurance policy of you dying by fucking supernatural means is a high payout. Like, holy shit. Funny. <laughs> the level of what it takes for them to finally leave is they install baby monitor cameras. Oh, God. Yeah. And... He's in the room watching the fucking camera, and the, and he thinks that she's in the nursery because there's somebody standing. Bed. There's somebody standing in the nursery, not facing the camera. Right. And, and then it just turns around and it's like, <laughs> like he's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's a jump scare movie tactic. Like, or you watch that YouTube video that's like, hey, look at this cool thing. Woogity woogity. You know, like, woo, scared the shit out of me. Because it's like, he's all like, oh, hey, babe, is it working? In the-? And they had already set it up pretty earlier because, like, when they first get the camera in there, they're, like, starting to play the ominous music. And then all of a sudden she pops down to the camera like, hey, babe. And he's like, oh, you almost got me, you fucking hooker. And then they show that. And you're like, oh shit, what's that? Like, you you don't really know. You're like, gas pedal, brake pedal, what's going on here? Like, it, it's gonna be crazy. 
And then she shows up in, like, he's just kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she shows up in the hall and like, yeah, I was in the thing. And he turns and looks at her like, oh, okay. And that's immediately when it turns around and now like, has the freaked out look. And, like, and it goes like this fucking close to the camera. And you're like, yep, that right there is some fucking M. Night Shyamalan Shababala bullshit right there. Like, that was... Oh, oh, of course, he turned his head just as the right moment where the ghost scares the shit out of you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm ghosts are real. They live to fuck with people. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> like, man, I seen, to fuck with the living. Yeah, I haven't seen like properly timed jump scares <laughs> like this in Halloween houses. Like, come on, man. Like, fuck you guys. Then like, once he sees some shit, he's like, all right, it's time to move. Yeah, like. <laughs> Then now, magically, he believes her, and he's like, all right, bitch, forget the fuck out, like... And at any point, I kept being like, do you people not have Google? Like, if you're gonna buy a house, oh Google it God. first, for fuck's they sake. Which <laughs> they to didn't... find out of any fucked up thing... No, it, They it didn't buy like, the house, though, so, like, this is the one... Yeah, they're renting in the thing. But, again, this is one of those <laughs> things I say where it's like, if it's a really nice house in a really nice neighborhood... It's really and underpriced. It, and it's really underpriced somebody died there. <laughs> like, holy shit, there was a graphic murder. Then that after happened. all this shit happens, then she Googles it. Oh. And so, finds out. Yeah, she Googles it and then sees that clip from the news. Yeah, the clip from the news that fucking uh, some lady, like, drowned her two-year-old in the pool. And the fucking, when the priest was there speaking Latin, the guy translated it to, like, she wants your child. I'm yeah. like, what the Fucking shit! Oh my god. These people, like, either have to believe that these people are dumber than a box full of shit, or that it's just made up. No, yeah. Because and no the, one could be this fucking yeah. stupid. I thought that one was bad. <laughs> then we watched the next one. The doll one? The, the kid with the doll oh in the closet god. and stuff So again, like you know, single mom looking to try to find a place, like, and it's not a nice place, it's like, yeah, you know, it's an okay place, it's yeah. what she can actually yeah. afford. So, so she's like a teacher and... He goes there with her creepy-ass child, who's creepy as fuck and says nothing, and he just, like, immediately goes to this fucking uh, utility closet and finds this creepy-ass baby doll that goes... Yeah. And fucking instantly, like, stage five clinger bonds to it. And I'm like, okay... So the first time I open the door and there's a fucking creepy baby doll, we close door and go look at the next apartment. Yeah. But then, like, compounds on that, immediately bonds with the doll, and then goes into what would be his room and immediately is like, I'm going to live in the closet now. No, this is not a red flag. Not at all. Like, your child just now spends 90% of their day, like... At first, they like were trying to open the door, mm-hmm. and they couldn't. And then all of a sudden, they like it's open, and he's in there with the doll in the pitch black darkness, and it's just like, shit, and you're like, <laughs> where the fuck did you get that in the broom closet? That's not where baby dolls go. The trash can, fucking at, done. Fucking this shit done. would be on fire and, so fast. And this is not like one of those like, oh, it could be considered a cute doll. No. No, it was a fucking horror. It show. was like one of those that had been stripped down, the cloth was dirty, disgusting, the like around the eyes and like one eye was like half open yeah, and the like, other one was like yeah. And it would look grimy <laughs> and dirty, and I'd have been like, as a mother, you failed because no one would ever let their child touch this thing. They would have been like 
throw that thing in the fucking trash. Like, fuck no. It's the fucking smallpox blanket of fucking baby dolls. Oh my god. It's horrifying. And then, okay, the person who's doing this fucking telling the story, not the act, well, the actress wasn't great too. But I mean, like, the dramatization actor versus the storyteller actor. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Like, she's like Kristen Stewart level of emoting and shit. Like,. So not like <laughs> yeah like oh holy shit like just so fucking bad and she's just telling this story and it's like everything that she's like badly reading lines from is just like screaming red flag red flag red, red, flag, flag, red flag, flag red flag red flag and it's like we got I would say probably about sixty percent of the way through the story before I heard this child talk again. And he was like a main player in this story. Like yeah, constantly, he, he are they talking to this child? All the scenes with this child, he's just like deadpan staring, <laughs> holding this doll. And it's like I'm immediately because like I've watched enough things where I'm like, if I see this, if I walk into this house and the child is holding the doll in the way that he's holding it and looking the way he is looking. I have two flashes, like, two options that run through my head. One, immediately turn around, leave, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> two is run up, kick that kid in the fucking head, and then immediately turn around, run the fuck out. Like, hell no. Like, nope. Get the can of hairspray yeah, and the like, lighter and just fucking... <laughs> ah, ah, what are you doing? I'm tasing a small child and I'm burning a doll to the fucking ground. Like, I don't care if I burn the house with it. Like, hell no. Fucking don't get it. So, fucking... The other person telling the story is her sister. And the mom's sister. Yeah. And she starts talking about it. She's like, oh, well, like, you know, Jenny or whatever the fuck her name is. Like, she had to work so much that, like, I was excited to come over and babysit, you know, to hang out with, uh, let's call him Timmy. I don't fucking remember Jason. what his name. Was it Jason? It was Jason. To come hang out with Jason. And then, then, like, when she shows up, he just takes the doll and goes and sits in the closet or whatever. And then she's, instead of being like, I'm worried about the child. Something might be wrong. She's like, and I was just so hurt that he didn't want to hang out with me. I'm like, you're fucking 35. Why? But it's okay. <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things. Because what they show you to me is that immediately, like, as a person, not even the parental, as a person, I'm just like, red flag. Because the kid just does the deadpan staring, has the doll hanging by one arm holding it, like, in the most, like, it's a corpse. Um, and then immediately, like, she's like, hey, Jason, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, cool. Turns, doesn't say anything, just like, with his eyes of non-sellingness, it's just like, cool. Going to the, goes into his room, grabs his blanket off the bed, turns, stops, looks at the area where she would be, almost like he's side-eyeing her, and then just goes into the closet again with the baby doll and the the blanket in the pitch darkness just, and it's like yeah, I just go get a grenade yeah, and pop just, the pan throw it in that closet and walk away it's good knowing you Jason yeah it's good knowing you fucking I just like up. this is like you're you're his aunt first of all and like you're also a grown ass woman like how is it not that you might be worried about the child not like my feelings were hurt because he didn't want to hang out with me this is strange what the fuck is wrong with you they've moved in here and been in this house now for about four months and he has not spoken <laughs> one word since we got here and he has claimed ownership of the death doll 
So the fucking there's like the mom comes home. Well, no, no. So like she's babysitting and right. you can tell she's like you know her feelings are hurt she's butt hurt and stuff <laughs> but like that so she claims that she's now magically her. like getting annoyed because the baby doll won't stop doing it's fucking weird creepy right. like <laughs> thing and so she like fucking opens up the closet door and the kid is like deeply spooning cuddling with the death doll <laughs> and shit like you know it. like ah you know <laughs> His his whole like a stroke dude. Swimming. His whole like posture and everything like throughout this whole thing can only be described as the little blonde girl from Poltergeist. Yeah, that just and you're like <laughs> nope 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 nope. Like I can't ever get a normal child to shut up for fucking more than two seconds. You're telling me for nine months this kid has not said a word like. That's a they walk in the door, he finds a baby doll, and now it's Village of the Damned. Yeah, like, like what the now fuck, he man? magically is a mute, like, <laughs> fuck no. Uh-uh. But anyways, like, so she apparently is super butthurt, and, you know, she wants some all weird, her fucking yeah, feelings. all better feelings. This nine-year-old doesn't give a fuck that she's there. Nine-year-old boy wants to lay in his closet with his baby doll <laughs> instead of her. You know, because there's not red flags through this whole scene. Um, but anyways, like, so she opens up the closet door oh, and, like, God. he's asleep and the baby like, thing is still, like, <laughs> doing the thing and shit. So she, like, grabs it and she's like, I'm going to turn it off, you know, fucking pull the battery out. And I'm immediately like, well, there's, no batteries, in that there's thing. no batteries in that thing because, well, you know, horror tropes tell us one of two things is going to happen. It's going to either say something very different, yeah. which will be make us all be like, Woof, and we can crush a walnut with our ass cheeks. Or the next logical jump scare conclusion is... There's no fucking batteries in it. And yeah, of course, like, directly yeah. from the first Child's Play movie. Oh, like, yeah. Straight up. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. It's just like <laughs> derivative. <laughs> so like, and she's like, you know, finger fucking the, finger back, of fucking the back of it. And it's like, hey, this thing's not, doesn't have any clothes on. So it's not even like it's taking you a really long time to get to the opening where the batteries should be. It's just like. I don't think you understand what batteries are. No, she's back, what she's back there with this doll rooting around like a blind man looking for a nickel. Like, <laughs> because to establish suspense, she has to have had done it at least for 13 seconds before they can be like, and there was no batteries. <laughs> you know, because not like two seconds of me sticking my finger and just going like, shit, there's no batteries. And tossing it to the other side of the room, grabbing the small child and be like, fuck it, we're out! Your mother can buy a new house. Yeah, she gives no fucks for Jason. She like, there's like a slow-mo cinematography of like, her pulling the like, fucking, you know, talking mechanism out and there's no batteries. And I'm just like, yeah, we all knew that about ten seconds ago when this scene started. There weren't gonna be no fucking batteries in this thing. Like, then the mom finds him in the closet one day with bloody hands, but no wounds anywhere. I'm like, it looked like he had the fucking stigmata. Oh, yeah. Like, his hands were drenched. And again, blood. for, <laughs> like, cinematography, you know, sake and shit like that, what's, of course, one of the classic, like, he's covered in blood. The slow-mo drop of blood hitting water in the sink, and it'd be yeah. like, ooh. It's blood. I'm like, I'm I can like, just hear Chris Rock being like, I bet you went to film school. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. What's the level of like, and again, still living there. 
through all this shit. It's like, what does it take for you thick-headed motherfuckers? It's nothing else. This show has taught me that piss-poor writing skills and fucking even worse acting skills somehow lead to people staying in haunted houses way longer than they should. Like, way fucking longer. Oh, God. When she got to the point where she was holding her son and then she looked in the mirror and then she heard her son talk for, like, the first time since the episode started and then he wasn't there and she was holding a fucking blanket burrito of fucking wispy shadows and shit right. like that. <laughs> I just see this fucking, like, 1993 CGI shadowy effect and crap. I'm just oh like, oh, you gotta be fucking shitting me. Highly recommend this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should watch every episode. It's so fucking great. We, I told you, man. We this is like this could be just a whole new show for us. Like oh just us getting get ripped and watching this shit on Investigation Discovery and critiquing it after it, it. It was just the level of the level of ridiculous that all of this was is just mind boggling to me. Like these, are, you're purporting these to be true stories, and then some of them. It's like you watch some of these shows and you're like, okay. I'm sure some level of this is exaggerated or the level of panic that you may have been in when it happened is making it a bit more graphic than that. Yeah. But, like, no one would ever fucking believe any of this shit happened. (laughs) Because they would have to be like, you are the dumbest motherfucker in the world because, like, most people, when it comes to, like, a horror situation, two red flags, you out the fuck. Like, just, no, we done. You have literally been, like, Ref has thrown red flags at you, like, the entire game. And you're like, still a great place to live. Child has black eyes and is chanting, you know, about Beelzebub. But it's still a great place. I'm gonna go take a midnight swim with corpses and it's still a great place. And I'm like, you are a fucking idiot. I swear to God, you deserve every bit of this piss poor story you get. I'd rather go fucking sleep in a goddamn portage on than these houses. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, but if you have Investigation Discovery, hell, buy it for $6 just to watch this fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Great. Still awesome. We'll have the most fine affor- time. affordable thing. <laughs> you know, or if you want fucking guys who yell at ghosts, <laughs> go watch a ghost. Come adventure. at me, ghost! If you've ever wondered what a show would be like if a fraternity became a fucking paranormal investigation, <laughs> Ghost, Ghost Adventures is that motherfucking Ghost baggins. Bros is exactly what you need to watch. I was like, the first couple times I saw that, dude, I was like, wait, dude, that that shirt you're wearing is pretty. Like, did you just flex on a ghost? Like. <laughs> You just like indicator when they're wearing the Von Dutch hats. Yes, oh god, yeah, the affliction Ed Hardy (laughs) shit, and then like I saw a dude's fucking chest do the Terry (laughs) Crews bounce, like boom, 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 like flexing on some shit. I'm like, believe you're losing credibility with me. Yeah, like you're wearing glasses. Did you just say two scoops, brother? Like I'm fucking out, man. The gains, I'm good. He's just fucking talking with some like throwing some stoops at a ghost, like. Down here, ghosts will have a wrangle dangle. I've never been on a ghost hunt where you had to have perfectly, you know, sculpted fucking blonde tips. But I figured that would be the last worry of all, you know, when this 
church situation. Like, well, we could be possessed. Something can happen. We could die. All those things. But if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with the best fucking spiked blonde tips. I'm going to go out looking like the fucking situation. Yeah. <laughs> Like the situation in fucking uh, Vanilla Ice had a fucking right. love child shit. <laughs> Is it just me or did it beget ice, ice, baby, in here? <laughs> shit. <laughs> Felt a cold breeze. We gotta go, bro. <laughs> like, Fuck you, ghost. Yeah. Word and mother. <laughs> <laughs> just watch real fucking paranormal shows and then dupe it. <laughs> I know we're getting out of time, so we should probably wrap it up. And I probably said this too many times that if by some strange stretch of the imagination <laughs> you enjoyed uh, what you heard on the Basement Potter uh, podcast yeah. tonight, you can enforce my it at our network home of digital nerdage. <laughs> <laughs> you can find our it at Network our Home of Discovery Plus. <laughs> I wish. Shit. Yeah. And our, our, I somehow feel our our version of telling the stories that they played is somehow more shot. real or more real than what I watched. You know, like fuck. You can find it at our website, uh, thebasementofdoom.wordpress.com. You can, of course, find us on uh, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Wiggler, Dickler, fucking. You know where you will not find us though? Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Haunted fucking houses, like <laughs> like legit ones. Like, nope. Spotify, that's the other one I was trying to fucking the think. Spotify. <laughs> Find us in all those wonderful places. Anywhere you can download a podcast, you can download us. Ew. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to... Uh, never mind. <laughs> oh, dirty. If you want to talk to us on the social media, <laughs> the interwebs, as it were. You can find us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at, at Basement Fodder. You can find us on Facebook as I'm Todd Dave. He's Dave Basement of Doom and Ariel is Ariel Beach. Um... We do. We are now seven episodes away from show two hundred, so that's coming up. Weird, weird suggestions I've gotten so far on that. <laughs> oh, I gotta hear about these. I haven't heard these yet. Uh, so yeah, if you have any suggestions, I did do a post in the Basement Fodder Fan Nation, which is also a wonderful place where you can interact with us and get shows a little bit early. Um, so yeah, throw a comment out there. Um, don't let your comment be fucking critiquing naked pictures of Pat Koala because I'm not doing that one. <laughs> and that was a suggestion that we've received. So. <laughs> I want to know who said that one. Uh, it rhymes with Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I can critique pictures of her too. <laughs> Anywho. So anyway... Thanks for uh, stumbling and bumbling through this uh, wonderful silly string of a fucking episode. <laughs> Who doesn't? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. I'm tired. Oh, Dave. <laughs> the basement door. Oh, God, it's closed. Later, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>